do you know if you actually have a thyroid problem? That's the question that we're going to explore in this episode. We're going to go over what the most common issues that you can have with your thyroid are, how to identify them with the most common symptoms, how to get tested for them so you know exactly what's going on in your body, and if you do find that you have a problem with your thyroid, what can you do about it? Welcome to Let's Talk Thyroid, where we explore different aspects of living a healthy thyroid lifestyle, positively and practically, to help you thrive and not just survive. Join me, Annabelle Bateman, your host, and Let's Talk Thyroid. One in eight women uh, have a thyroid disorder throughout their lifetime. That's a lot of women. And many of those go undiagnosed or misdiagnosed. So I think it's important to understand what to look for when we're talking about thyroid issues, because even if you don't have a problem with your thyroid, you might have a friend or a mum or a sister or a daughter uh, who, who may have a problem with their thyroid. And if you're alert to some of the most common symptoms, then that might very well help them on their, um, you know, get diagnosed and get back to feeling great. So what are the most common thyroid conditions? And look, I am coming at this as a patient, uh, as a very much an advocate for thyroid awareness. So all of what I say is really in layman's terms. So if you want to dig into the science and really the medical nitty gritty, get online and do that research. But I want to simplify it in a way that I can understand and hopefully you can too. So the, the main problems that you can have with your thyroid is you can have an overactive thyroid, an underactive thyroid, or you can have thyroid cancer. So I'm going to explain each of those briefly and how to identify them. So I'm going to start with thyroid cancer. This is something I do not know a whole lot about. So this is just really to raise some general awareness around the different issues that you can have with your thyroid. So Thyroid cancer uh, is often identified by having lumps or mass in the neck in the thyroid and is diagnosed by way of biopsy and ultrasound, not by blood test. So certainly if you've got lumps you know, in your thyroid, in that neck area, definitely go get that checked out. Uh, next, we're going to talk about overactive thyroid. So both when we're talking about the thyroid being overactive and underactive, the most common thyroid issues that cause that is autoimmune um, disease. So in overactive thyroid, that autoimmune disease is called Graves' disease. And in underactive thyroid, that autoimmune disease is called Hashimoto's. So just know that, that these are sort of common terms that we will talk about. So when you have an overactive thyroid, here are some of the signs to look out for. Uh, it, it's really about the thyroid is working too hard. So it, you feel a bit revved up. So everything's sort of up. It, it's all really kind of revved. So along with that often comes um, heart palpitations, anxiety, sweatiness, uh, you know, a little bit of tremor and shaking. Uh, you might have unexplained weight loss and be unable to actually maintain it, maintain a healthy weight. Um, but, you know, like your metabolism is running so fast that it, you actually keep losing weight. Uh, 
you might see changes in your menstrual cycle, you might see bulging eyes, you might have fatigue. Uh, so there's a whole lot of uh, symptoms that go along with that overactive thyroid, but it is a bit of a, re you know, it's a revved up sort of feeling. Uh, from an underactive point of view, um, this is definitely the most common form of thyroid uh, disease. This is what I have. I have Hashimoto's. I've had it, well, I, I think I've had it since I was about 13, but it was diagnosed when I was 22 or 23. And here are some of the most common underactive thyroid symptoms and you'll see actually some of them do overlap with the overactive thyroid although they're coming from different um different perspectives I guess uh and yeah so let's just have a look at some of these are the most common of all the common <laughs> Hashimoto symptoms so fatigue so now we mentioned fatigue in the overactive um category so uh, but it's just coming from a different perspective so in an overactive thyroid patient the fatigue is that you just your body is so over so revved up that you're just exhausted from an underactive thyroid point of view the fatigue comes from your metabolism just runs so slow so everything is slow um, and so to actually have the energy to for your muscles to work and your digestive system to work and to get out of bed and function and your brain to work is fatiguing so that is a very common symptom and it's more than just tiredness it really is like a bone numbing exhaustion and for some people it means they almost literally can't get out of bed uh, for some they you know it it shows up in brain fatigue and we'll talk about the brain in a minute for some um, you have to have a daytime nap for some like really just physically exhausted from the minute you wake up like you sleep but it's not restorative restful sleep so that fatigue is a really key sign that something's not quite right Depression is another very common symptom and a lot of, uh, not just depression, but other mood-related issues like anxiety can, uh, can be a common symptom as well. But often I've, you know, I've heard of a number of people being diagnosed with depression when really, yeah, they're feeling flat and unmotivated and, you know, and those depressive feelings, but it's coming from an under-functioning thyroid as being the root cause of that, um, of that feeling. So if you're not actually dealing with the thyroid problem, then, you know, you're not really dealing with that, that core, you know, what's causing the feelings of depression. So very common symptom if you have been diagnosed with, de with depression, but, but perhaps, you know, you've kind of got this gut feeling that it, there's more going on, then that could be a good sign to do some more investigation. Connected in with mood, you know, and depression is brain health. So the brain is a, is very much affected by um, having an underactive thyroid. So this can play out in things like brain fog. Now, brain fog is not a technical medical term, but most people who have experienced brain fog know exactly what, what we mean when we say it because it is like a fog that comes over your, your brain, your thinking. Like It's like you're operating in a cloud and things just seem a bit hazy. You can't think as clearly you can't concentrate for as long um 
you know, that it, it makes you tired just to, you know, to read and you know, really concentrate for long periods of time. So that impact on your brain, very common symptom. Uh, gut issues are huge. So if you've got a lot of digestive issues, gut issues going on, you definitely need to dig a bit deeper. Uh, so things like bloating, leaky gut, gas, uh, digestive, general digestive issues, uh, things like reflux, uh, and probably the key, the really the key gut issue that's common is chronic constipation. Now, no one really likes to talk about their poos, but um, if you have experienced kind of like long-term constipation, please know that that's not normal. And again, if the cause of that is an underactive thyroid, then until you actually deal with the cause, then any kind of treatment of just the symptom isn't really going to address the core issue. So, um, yeah, so that's definitely worth digging into a little bit more. And the other like really common thing is that people just don't believe you're sick. You know, I think the problem with chronic illness and some of these issues like autoimmune disease is that they're, they're hidden. <laughs> you know, people don't actually see it. They just see you as, um, you know, you, you, your limbs are intact, you're not bleeding from your head, you know, you just, you look kind of normal. And so it can be difficult for people to actually believe you when you say something's not right. You know, I don't feel like myself. I'm exhausted all the time. I'm, you know, my gut is out. I just can't think clearly. Um, I have, I'm having trouble losing weight. You know, it can be difficult you know, for people to believe that there actually is something wrong, because I guess all of those symptoms can often be explained away by other things. And that was certainly my experience um, is, you know, I was diagnosed at 22. I was at the end of my law degree. I was working a couple of part-time jobs. Um, I was involved in a youth group in my church. I was pretty busy. Like I was, a, you know, a pretty busy person. And so I just thought it was normal to be exhausted. I just thought that was because I was so busy. So that's, that's part of the tricky part of having an underactive thyroid is that you can explain away those symptoms, but if you've got a whole collection of them, then it's definitely worth investigating a bit further. So, you know, just other symptoms just to be aware of would be things like infertility, dry skin, hair loss, losing like the outer third of your eyebrows. I know that's a bit of a strange one. Um, cold extremities, so like your fingers and toes, maybe the tip of your nose are a bit uh, cold. Um, low vitamin D, you know, those types of things. In fact, I've just recently written an ebook that covers 30 common symptoms of Hashimoto's. So in that book that, you know, I kind of highlight what how they play out, you know, a little bit about each of those common symptoms and, you know, what to do about them. You know, it's all very well to identify these issues, but, you know, I'm all about bringing hope and encouraging you to know that there are things that we can do to feel so much better. And obviously number one is being diagnosed and treated properly uh, with your health practitioner. That's really critical. And so a lot of the lifestyle, dietary, stress-reducing uh, things that I talk about are, definitely work and they're definitely helpful 
but if you aren't addressing the core underlying issue and you're not being treated properly and maybe medication's not working properly, then all those other things are, are just not going to be as effective. So we dive into all of that in the ebook. It's about 60 odd pages. There's lots of information. It's very practical. So if you'd like to get your hands on that, it's only $9.95. That's Australian dollars. So if you're listening to this in the US, that's like dirt cheap. I don't know what that is, but not very much. So jump onto annabellebateman.com. You'll be able to buy the ebook there for a limited time. I'm not going to have it available forever because it's actually going to form part of a, um, a broader book that I am in the process of writing. But at the time of recording this, June 2020, jump onto annabellebateman.com and get your uh, 30 common Hashimoto symptoms ebook. I think you'll find it really helpful and really practical. So if after listening to some of those things, you think that you might have a thyroid problem, what do you actually do about it? How do you go about getting tested? Well, aside from the thyroid cancer, which we talked about before as being, you know, you, you'll, you may need an ultrasound and probably a biopsy um, to identify that. In terms of over or underactive thyroid and autoimmune thyroid conditions, it's a blood test or a series of blood tests. So it's not difficult. Uh, all you need to do is go to your doctor and ask for a comprehensive thyroid function test. Now, there's a number of different tests that you can um, be sent for. And often what will happen is if a doctor will might just send you for a what's called a TSH test, which is your thyroid stimulating hormone test. Uh, I would encourage you to be quite insistent that the doctor requests thyroid antibody tests as well so that you can see if there's an autoimmune component. Because even if your TSH, which I'll explain what that is in a minute, um, even if that is in the normal ranges, you could it's possible you could have an underlying autoimmune component. And if that's not being dealt with, then your thyroid might well get worse over time. And it can sh take up to seven years from having your thyroid antibodies show up to actually developing symptoms. So definitely worth pushing hard to get the thyroid antibody levels tested. But the main test that you should ask for would be the TSH, which is your thyroid stimulating hormone. Um, and that is the, you know, it's the messenger that your brain gets to tell the thyroid whether to, to make more or less thyroid hormone. So when there's not enough thyroid hormone in your body, then your TSH uh, reading is, is higher because it's like your body's saying, we need more, we need more, we need more, you know. And so, and if it's lower, then uh, it's a sign that there's lots of thyroid hormone in your, in your system. The other test you should ask for would be T4. So T4 is actually the inactive thyroid, thyroid hormone. That's the bulk of what your thyroid actually produces. And then your body converts T4 into T3. And T3 is the active form of hormone in your body. And that conversion process from T4 to T3 takes place um, in actually quite a few different parts of your body, not actually within the thyroid. Um, and Part of it is in the gut. So that's why gut health is also another reason why gut health is really important when, you, when it comes to thyroid issues. So being tested for your TSH, T4, T3 and thyroid antibodies um, is 
you know, is really important. And that's kind of, I, th I think my understanding is what's considered a comprehensive thyroid function test. There are a few other things as well if you if you dig into it. And I'll pop a link in the show notes to, um, you know, to a link that's got a good explanation of the different tests. If you have trouble with getting your doctor to test you for these things, then you could try another doctor. Sometimes um, it's important to have a doctor that really understands thyroid. It's very complex. It's a multi-system disease and uh, and not a lot of not doctors don't always understand it thoroughly. So please, if you feel like you're being dismissed um, by your doctor, then it, it might be worth trying another one uh, and getting some advice, you know, maybe some recommendations from, from someone you know. The other option that you do have is you can get uh, blood tests done privately. Uh, and if you look online, there's, there's a number of different private blood test laboratories. Uh, if you're not sure where to start, um, I do have a link in the show notes to iScreen.com.au and I have an affiliate link there. So uh, if you want to try that, do that. You'll still need to take the results to a doctor once you've got them. Um, but it might mean that you can get the tests that you want and then take them to your doctor to help explain them. And finally, if you do discover that you have a thyroid disease, what can you do about it? Well, number one would be keep listening to this podcast because this is what this is all about, is helping support people on their thyroid journey, uh, finding some tools and tricks and um, some practical and positive uh, things that you can implement so you can get back to feeling amazing. But know that there is hope, you know, having a life, uh, having a thyroid disease, it's a lifelong thing and it, it does need to be dealt with in the long term, but know that there is hope. You can feel better. Uh, it is helpful to have a good team around you. And so that's, you know, from a professional point of view, hundred percent. But if you want to be part of the Let's Talk Thyroid Facebook community, you are very welcome to join the group. Like you'll be with like-minded people. We're all in this together trying to figure out what works for us. So you'll find the link to that in the show notes or on AnnabelleBateman.com uh, or just search for it in, uh, in Facebook. It's called Let's Talk Thyroid. Uh, so, know, yeah, so know that there is hope and know that there's beyond taking medication, which is often really important uh, depending on what the medical advice you've been given is, is... Um, know that there are lifestyle things that you can do that will impact on your health. So changing your diet is usually really important. <laughs> that usually makes a very big difference to people. So following an autoimmune protocol or a paleo diet or a bare minimum, a gluten-free diet, uh, often makes a very big difference to how people uh, with thyroid disease feels, which is really all about an anti-inflammatory lifestyle. So if you can do everything, everything that you can to generally reduce inflammation in your system. So that's like removing inflammatory foods, reducing stress, um, maybe taking some supplements that are anti-inflammatory, uh, that you have got good boundaries in place so that you don't take on too much and get yourself stressed and worked up. It's things like gentle exercise, 
So there's a, a whole gamut of lifestyle things that you can introduce gradually over time and we will be covering here on this podcast. So I hope that is a really great foundation. I guess that, you know, this is one of those foundational episodes where just wanted to go over the basics so that if you're just joining in for the first time uh, and you're not sure, you kind of, you think you might have a problem with your thyroid, but you're not too sure. I hope this uh, episode has helped you to identify the different kinds of thyroid problems, the common symptoms and how to get tested. And then a few basic things as to what you can do once uh, once you know that you have a thyroid problem. Now, in the next episode, I am having a beautiful conversation with Dr. Maz Rosinski. Uh, Maz is a Chinese medicine doctor, and we talk all about a Chinese medicine approach to thyroid disease. So you're going to love that episode. Uh, So stay tuned for that. That will be released next Thursday on Thyroid Thursday. Have a great week, everyone. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Let's Talk Thyroid. I would love it if you would subscribe to the podcast and share it with others that you know with thyroid problems. Let's get the message out there. If you'd like to connect with me further, the best place to do that is via my website, AnnabelleBateman.com. From there, you'll be able to join my Facebook group, book a strategy session with me, download my freebie um, and access any show notes for this episode. Thank you so much and I'll see you next time. Bye. The information presented and discussed in this podcast is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure or prevent any disease and should not be used as a substitute for proper advice from a qualified professional. Have you read Let's Talk Thyroid yet? That is the book that I put out last year. It is all about positive and practical thyroid help for the new thyroid patient uh, or for the thyroid patient that is new to the idea that there's anything other than taking your medication that you can do for your thyroid health. Grab your copy from Amazon or from my website, letstalkthyroid.com, or grab a copy for a friend who is struggling with their thyroid health and just needs some really accessible, bite-sized, practical and positive information that's going to give you hope for your thyroid future.